Yeah. So before this, uh, before the marathon, I was overly confident. I was like, yeah, I don't need to, don't need to run too, like train too hard. I'm pretty fit. Like I can finish a marathon. It's fine. So like we started the race, it was like a warm day. There were like five of us running together. So for like the first maybe quarter of the race, we were like running around, high-fiving everyone. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is great, yeah. guys. <laughs> like, ooh. And then we got to like um, halfway. And then I was like, shit, I need to stop. I was like, guys, just, just go on without me. I just need to take a break for a bit. And then from then, it was downhill. So like mm. every two to three kilometers, I had to stop. I had to walk oh. and run. And then I was me, like me and another guy who I knew from running. Like we kept on passing each other. <laughs> so then we went past the cheer point and then I got to like 40K. And then by then I was completely destroyed. I was fucked. So I saw a bakery like on the corner. I was like, okay, let me go get some water because I need some water. So I went in there. I went on the counter and I was just like, I'm sorry, I've got no money. But can can I get some water, please? And she looked at me and she was like, shit, okay, here's some orange juice. So I got some orange juice and sat down. Then I was just on the table like this. And then I was just thinking, how am I going to tell people I quit? <laughs> like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and I was just sitting down and I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> so, oh my God. So then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're telling so me. Then, so then I went to get another glass of orange juice <laughs> and drank this. And then again, I was down on the table. I was like, oh my God, like, I can't do this. Like, I was thinking of the middle. I was like, I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to go back. I'm in a fake injury. Say my hamstring's gone or something. I can't do this. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and then gave the orange juice pack. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can go. I, c- I can do this. And then I got up like this. <laughs> and then I started running. Like Taking limping. a limp. <laughs> and jumping a limp. <laughs> you actually faked a limp. Yeah. That's the thing. I couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is that is really bad is that your name is on your bib. <laughs> So people are like, come on, Aaron, come on, Aaron. I'm just like, fuck off, just leave me alone. Just, like, <laughs> let me finish this. <laughs> That's the Not best thing. Trying to, trying to drug a model to the finish line. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever heard. Because, like, it's so true when you're in the race and people are like, come on, Jenny, come on. And I'm like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Thanks for sharing that. So did you finish? Yeah, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> that was so... Be- so oh, yes, my God. That, then the next year, I smashed it. I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So. That's why preparation is really good for a run. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't just go into a marathon thinking you're fit because you'll get destroyed and you'll end up in the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there contemplating yeah. like, hmm, I could just leave the country, you know. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Make a new the middle's friends. The corner, but is it worth it? Is it worth that? Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Come We Go, where we go on a journey into somebody else's life and escape our own for a bit. We look at a specific area of their life and we ask them, How did you get here? How did you become this person? It might be interesting to learn from them, it might be just interesting to hear their story. 
or it might be interesting to realize that you're doing the exact same thing and share in a virtual nod of affirmation. So without further ado, let's get into the show. So Aaron, you are a runner. Oh, yes, I am. If you were to um, estimate, how many miles have you run in your life? In my life? What a question. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's make it easier. And and the thing is, I work work in kilometers now. Mm. I don't use miles. But I, I'm, I'm trying to make that transition and I don't know how to do it because I, when I started running, I was using miles. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that everybody I speak to about running uses kilometers. So mm-hmm. for the last few weeks, I've been trying to make that transition, but it's still really hard. I just mm-hmm. don't know when take, it will click in my head. Too. Yeah, like, oh, this is how much I've done and this is what it means. Because I was yeah. so used to like, oh, I've run three miles. I know that's 5K. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> So say like a park run, for example, this is like 5K, right? Yeah, 3.1 miles. miles in the UK. How much? 3.1 miles. Okay. So you're just saying 5K sounds a lot better than 3.1. Yeah, I guess it does. And I guess I still use the terms 10K, 5K. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Anyway, so how many do you, how many do you reckon you've run in your life? I would say... Uh, Estimate. Two million. <laughs> two million. <laughs> two million. Two million miles or kilometers? Oh, okay. Say um, one million miles, <laughs> two million K. What an estimate. Oh, my goodness. I'd love to know how far that was. Mm-hmm. Like, to go around the world, do you think, how many miles is it? A lot. I bet it's like 100,000 miles or something. Okay, let me <laughs> my brain and I'll try to figure this out. And <laughs> the idea that I've come up with is <laughs> it could be around... Um, still thinking, still calculating, quick maths. Um, one plus one is two. Uh, it could be 510 million kilometers wow. per square. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's just a rough estimate. I mean, that's realistic then that you would have run two million, two million kilometers. I feel it in my legs. They feel (laughs) this this knowledge of the road in them. Knowledge of that's so funny. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to talk to you because I low key stalk your Instagram for motivation to run. Okay. (laughs) You low key know you're an inspiring runner. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you hear this from people. So I want to kind of I want to know about your running, like. Okay, so how many times do you run in a week? Um, it varies from two to three times a week. And have you been running during um, quarantine, lockdown? Yes, I have. So my running has gone up and down in waves. So in the beginning, say like the first month in quarantine, I was finding it very hard to get the motivation to run. Mm. This was maybe once a week. Or maybe, yeah, maybe twice a week at most. And then the next month I started getting my running mojo back. Mm. So I doing three times a week, four times a week. And then my running was getting faster and faster and faster yeah. to the point where I was almost race ready. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> doing some of these runs, I would literally have to force myself to stop and I'd have to question myself and be like, why am I running so quick <laughs> when there's nothing to race for? There's, there's nothing, nothing to, to aim do. for. Yeah. So then when I'd realise this, my training, my training would go down a bit more. Mm. And then now I'm at the stage where it's like, okay, two to three times a week. That's enough. I'm not running too quick, but I'm still running enough to stay fit. Mm. And yeah, if there is a race that's going to come, at least I'm ready. It'll take me maybe a couple of weeks to get ready for this. 
Yeah, yeah. So now I'm at the stage where I think I could finish a half marathon in a pretty decent time. Yeah. And still be okay. Mm. It's reassuring to hear that you like struggled, not struggled, but like at the start, it was hard to have that momentum to run more than twice a week Mm -hmm. because I feel the same way. And I think we're very different runners. You're very athletic, but it's good to know that we both have the same thoughts. And like, it's not just people who aren't athletes who struggle to get out of the door. Yeah. Um, so tell us briefly about how you got into running, especially as an adult. Oh, as an adult. So, um, well, when I was younger, I used to take part in sprinting. So I used to do the 400 meter sprints. And I'd done this up until maybe I was around 24, I think. So, yeah, so I had quite a few years experience. And even during these years when sprinting, I would never run anything over a kilometer without complaining. Not even close. So again, because of many injuries and just having not enough time, I had to stop sprinting and just focus my time onto other things. And then um, when I moved to Berlin, I discovered um, long distance running and I discovered how fun the training can be. And I also found that it was a lot easier than sprint training. So in sprint training, you're always, maybe all the sessions you're out of breath, your legs are in pain, you've got lactic everywhere where the long distance training, you can just jog a bit, you can talk to your training partners, you can laugh, you can slow down, you can speed up. So yeah. for me, it was such an easy transition to take what I've learned in sprinting and to move it over to long distance running. Can you just quickly explain the term lactic? Because I'm still trying to get my head around it. So lactic, I, don't, I can't tell you the scientific um, okay. <laughs> terminist, but I can tell you how lactic feels. So lactic acid, your body produces it when um, you train hard. I think that's the right way to put it. And it feels like, if you've had a hard session, it feels like someone's pouring acid onto your leg muscles and your arm muscles and is scraping away your muscle fibers whilst you're trying to run or when you're down on the floor, rolling around and screaming in pain. It sounds very horrible. This doesn't (laughs) sound very nice. I don't So do you actively try to get to that point where you feel that much uh, yeah. when you sprint? I think it's, it's vital to get a lot of lactic into your legs. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but to get yourself to a higher lactic threshold, to get yourself to a higher pain threshold. So then when you're getting to these points in races, you know how to push through it and you know what mm-hmm. to expect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in, in sprinting, especially in the summer, you have this almost every session. So you have this at least three, three days a week where after the session you can't walk. That was my biggest um, discovery when I was training for my marathon last year, how important Mm. sprint work is. And like, because even though you're training to do a long run, it's good to know how to push past the pain of a really, really like fast sprint. And it really, yeah, it really does improve your run. This is it. I feel that it's so vital, not just the training, but also the technique because this is something I feel that especially coming from a sprinting background to see the technique that people use in long distance is almost shocking sometimes and the way that you can almost save yourself so much energy and give yourself a lot more power by just maybe using your arms a bit differently or planting your feet on the ground a bit differently this is these are vital skills that help you become a best runner yeah, these are things like I make fun of, but I actually do think that it helps because yes. um, like small things like leaning your head slightly forward because that pushes, 
a lot because your head is like that, like a really heavy part of your body and just knowing to push it slightly forward and like tilt your chin up so that more air is coming through and like that momentum is there. Um, I mean, I don't think everybody needs to learn all the techniques, but in terms of like being a more efficient runner and a healthier runner, it is good to research a little bit of this. Yeah, I agree. I think this, this knowledge is vital and you use the word momentum and this is something that helps you go forward. So instead of, just running up and trying to look straight up. This isn't the best way to go forward if you're leaning forward a little bit. So then you use a lot less. Yeah, so yeah, and it doesn't seem like it, but it really does make a big difference. Yeah. I remember I watched a YouTube video on it, um, and the guy was like, "So you lean forward," and then he gave a few other techniques, but that's the one that really made a big difference to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept that, and I try and share it when when I can. You got into long distance running and you loved it. How did you find running in a new city? Um, I really enjoy it. And yeah, just the sense of exploring, taking every new side in, every corner you turn, there's a new street or new thing to see is really great. And yeah, since I've started long distance running, whenever I go on holiday, I take my running shoes with me. So then I can wake up in the morning, wait for the sun to come up and then go explore the city. And I do this because then you can be a tourist at the same time. You can maybe see somewhere you want to maybe come back to. You can see the local life, how people are. So this is something that's really, really nice. So what's the best um, holiday that you've been on and gone for a run? Because I've seen you running in snow. I've seen you running in like... Oh, yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> the beginning of last year, uh, me and a few friends, we went to um, Norway to a city called Tromsø, which is in like the Arctic Circle. Mm. And they have this race called the... How can I forget the name? And we are pausing whilst Aaron goes to get his medal. Where is it? How many medals do you have? I can hear them all jingling and clinkling. Okay, so it's called the Polar Night Half Marathon. Is that because you might see polar bears in the night? Uh, no, it's not. It's because when you go that far north in the world, um, come two o'clock, it's totally dark. So during this time of year, in January, they have four hours of daylight. Oh, so no. then you have the race at, um, I think it was like three o'clock in the, in the afternoon. And by then it's completely dark. Wow. So the race was great. There was snow everywhere. Mm. We had to put these spikes, these ice spikes in our shoes mm. and just go for a half marathon and run through the city. So this was a great experience. The race wasn't quick, but it was just so nice to run with oh so many God. people and be in that type of environment, which was nice. Mm, I can imagine. I love the idea of being so carefree and being like, oh, I'm going to go to Iceland. And um, whilst I'm there, I'm going to run around. Um, I'm going to take a run and enjoy the scenes or I'm going to visit um, what other places do people visit <laughs> like Germany Barcelona. for example I might go yeah. Barcelona I might even go to America um, me and my friends were planning on visiting our friend in New York and I in my mind because I was going to be there for 10 days and I had a run I had a race for July and so I knew that I needed to keep my my training up so I had planned to go to America. We were going to go Washington, D.C. and then New York. And I was going to take my running shoes and run around. So the whole Ahmad Aubrey 
situation like really hit home for me like I can't I, I don't know what it's like there I can't just be that carefree to think that I can land somewhere put on a pair of shoes and go for a run um so a lot of people are like oh why are you worrying or they're not like that to me but I know that a lot of racists out there will be like oh it's only happened in America but it's really real to a lot of us who have to internalize this pain and like have to observe this and wonder what what that means for us it's really not that safe at all to be maybe even going to a shop to run into walking as a black man and woman in America and this is the very um, hurtful and disgusting thing is that just because of the color of our skin, we don't have the same freedoms, the same basic freedoms as someone who's white. And this is something that's very, very hurtful. And even though it's not as bad as the States in the UK or in Europe, there are still a lot of problems and issues that we have that need to be um, sorted and even be acknowledged because say we as a people we want to have the same freedoms you don't want to have to adjust ourselves even when we're going to, the sh- to a shop we don't want to have to make other people feel comfortable because they're threatened by our presence that this is something that needs to change and again this is something that can be helped from brands from races from people educating everyone to show that we're all just the we're all just there just to just to enjoy life we're trying to live our best life like everyone else yeah exactly enjoy life and just we want to live a normal life and not be faced with discrimination with abuse with people thinking we're threatening because that's not the way of life Mm. and especially i want to translate this into sport like we don't want to have to turn up to races and feel like we're the odd one odd ones out when the best racers in this race that we're doing are black so if you look at if you think of like a table for example the top tier are black middle tier is white lower tier is white it shouldn't be like that at all it should be mixed all the way or it should be mostly black but take um, London for example when there's races there this needs to be a lot more mixed it needs to be a lot more diverse and there needs to be a way to get people in and it needs to be an education for the white people running these events and getting people in to have it more diverse because otherwise you're just gonna have events that look all the same with all the same people and that's not fun honestly i've i've felt this so much when i've gone to races um i've done a few races in norfolk and uh, i haven't it's it's just I haven't really vocalized this out loud to the people around me, but it is, it really, it makes you step back and really observe like what's going on. I remember when I did my 10K last year and there's this place called um, the Forum where everybody gathered to um, get their race number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came, the race was starting at 10 o'clock and I arrived at about nine o'clock and I was walking into this massive like crowd of people so there must have been thousands of people there and the first thought that I had in my mind was oh my god there are so many white people here and not that there's anything wrong with that but I genuinely it was just a sea of white and I don't know if I can really communicate that to anybody white how that feels I mean it's the same as going somewhere else where it's predominantly black people and you being the, the only white person to walk through that there's nothing necessarily wrong with it 
but you feel like you stand out so much more and you start to feel I don't know it just I honestly when I was running that race I just could not wait for it to be over because I just felt this feeling of like why am I the only one here and as the day went on I did um as you do as I'm sure you've done spot a few other black people there was like maybe I think that I, I think there were three other black people and I was like oh okay I see you I'm not alone <laughs> but in in about I don't know how many thousand people that's incredible for yeah. that for that lack of diversity mm-hmm. um but I also understand that it's not I don't know if it's the responsibility of the runners to take up these opportunities because I have tried to encourage my friends to run or like you said the brands to create more representation um I, yeah no like it's the chicken or egg which comes first is it I would people say the brands and the and the races because for your friends say if they do run if all they see when they go um, to like an instagram page of a of a runner's blog or if they go into a magazine or even on the tv all they see is this white why are they gonna want to have yeah. the feeling of your experience yeah but i also think as well people are running like the more that i speak to people the more i realize they've been running mm-hmm. but they just kind of i guess you because you can't meet everybody so mm-hmm. the media is really important it's a really important tool to show you to real to, to replay the world back at you mm-hmm. so we we're society and the media should reflect society but what the media does in some areas like with running is that it gives you this lopsided view of society and then you think oh okay so there are no black runners everyday runners but that's not the case because the more conversations we have for example with us two we're having a conversation with two black individuals who run and I've spoken to lots of people who who do run it's it's something that needs to change like you want to go into running in a store for example and you want to see some black faces you don't want to just see white faces on in front of the shoes yeah when you see someone in the store they'll be like okay this is the experience that i've gone through mm. and this is how to get into it but this is this is why i started this podcast because i think yeah. more people need to share their experiences of running and even just explaining how a race works like okay a marathon is like on a different league but I think if you train for a couple months, everyone, almost everyone can complete a half marathon. It yeah. doesn't have to be quick, but you just need to learn how to train for it and to learn the benefits of what you can be doing just to get a nice training schedule. Mm. So this part of the podcast, I'm going to ask you a really random question. Okay. Are you ready? Um, I think so. Fire <laughs> right away. Would you rather be able to talk to land animals, animals that fly, or animals that live underwater? You can only choose one. Underwater. Underwater? Interesting. Why? Because then I could find out if there's any secret cities, or I could find out how deep the ocean is, find out what's really happening underneath Mm. all these volcanoes and things. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the dolphin can go for a swim. Mm. No. as you're saying that i'm imagining all the different personalities that like the 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 sea life yeah. would have yeah imagine the accents like the sharks would definitely be badass they'd be like oh have you seen shark tail they'd be like that yeah. like jamaican but then as well would they be speaking english or would i be speaking shark oh that's interesting yeah it's would you yeah would you have the ability to speak 
all the millions of different exactly. like animal languages hmm? or would they just speak english which would one would be creepier english? to you um i think if they spoke english that would be I, creepier. I, would, I would rather speak that shark a bit of dolphin speak a bit of crab <laughs> you know <laughs> dolphin would be like, speak a bit of crab <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which sea animal would you like do you think would be most interesting to talk to maybe a jellyfish yeah because they're literally just chilling in the water and they see everything they go they really do you know yeah if anyone comes near to them they just sting and if they they even move their their things to sting you just go into them and then you're dead yeah yeah so they'll be like yeah i was chilling one day just minding my own business and i see a shark coming to me it flew into my hands and then that was it yeah Yeah, because some of them are really powerful it's not just the yeah the small ones that like are on beaches there are some really like dangerous ones Mm -hmm. massive massive ones as well wow i think i'm gonna go watch finding nemo today (laughs) sick movie as is the norm on this show i'm gonna give you 30 seconds to encourage someone out there to go for not one run but two runs next week three two one go Okay, guys, on Monday and Wednesday morning, get yourself out of bed, put your running clothes or training clothes on, and then just go for a walk. Go for a slow, brisk walk. Then slowly start to speed up, turn it into a light jog. Smell the air, feel the wind, and then get your arms moving. Run a bit more, run a bit more, and then do this for a good 15 to 20 minutes. Run back home, and then there it is. There's your first run, and then do the same on Wednesday. Woo-woo. Yeah, get out and run twice a week. Let me know how it goes, guys. Okay, send me a message, send me a picture. <laughs> Basically, send Aaron wants you guys to slide in his DMs, so we're going to end this. Uh, nah, that's okay, no sliding. Sliding is illegal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us. That's no problem at all, Jenny. It's Have a lovely great. day. Thank it's you, nice you too. I hope you, you. I hope you enjoy yourself and I hope you're inspired to run now. So I'd yeah. like to have a selfie from you. Running? running. Oh my god, that's yeah. you're the first yeah. person to to call me out on my running. <laughs> no, no, no matter how sweaty or tired you look, just get that selfie going, okay? Okay. Okay. okay.